for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hello, Richard. Today we get into the newsroom, we'll discuss the playoff picture, heading into the last couple of rounds, we'll get over Chris's betting corner as we always do, we'll make that nice and quick because it wasn't a great week, and of course we'll preview all the upcoming games for next week, there's a lot of those, this show is jam-packed, but James, it's our 28th podcast, and I just want to stop really quickly to say, my fantasy team is in the playoffs. And mine is in the sacco. I just want to let everyone know that I'm actually... Not bad at playing fantasy football, Richie. Would you say I draft pretty well usually? You're okay. I have been the th- I'm the third highest scorer in our league this this year. However, I am going to play in the losers' playoffs. How many people in the league? Four. Twelve. All right. I am the third highest scorer out of twelve teams, and last year I was the fourth highest, and I played off in it as as well and managed to win it, so I didn't come last. But yeah, I'm pretty upset at the moment about it. I'm pretty bitter. So unlucky. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Graham Gano hits a 43-yard field goal as time expired to keep Carolina perfect this season. 38-35 to victory over the New York Giants in what was a crazy game from a whole range of different reasons. But I want to start on one. Cam Newton threw five touchdowns in building that lead. Is he now the MVP? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I think we're going to have to eat our words. He's he's really... And in saying that, the the reason we were saying he wasn't an MVP candidate, or not that he wasn't, that he wasn't better than Tom Brady, were that his passing numbers weren't up to standard. And he was playing one good quarter a game exactly. for the first half of the season. Yes, exactly. And that, that's all we said. We didn't say he wasn't playing well or wasn't a good player. He just said he wasn't better than Tom Brady at that point. We, ha- we both had him a second or third. Now, he's really picked that up. Well, he's, he's come through every single time they've needed him. Exactly. Every single time. He has a rating of 127 in December. Yeah, it's just, he's had a fantastic month. And unless... 900 yards, 13 touchdowns, one pick yeah. well, in December. Unless they lose the next two games and he's awful in them, he's going to win the MVP. And he should. And if, if they go undefeated, he definitely should. Now, so, we are... Sorry, mate. We are burying the lead here. Do you want to talk about Odell Beckham? I do want to talk about Odell Beckham. I thought he was an absolute disgrace on Sunday. Absolutely disgrace. That targeting shot he put on uh, Josh Norman. He should have been ejected. It, it should have been an instant ejection. And the only reason he wasn't ejected is because he's Odell Beckham. So I, I think he's been suspended now. One and game. if they'd come and won that game... With him, with him playing the way he did, because he played pretty well down the stretch. Played great, got the tie, got the tying score. If they'd managed to win that game because he wasn't ejected, I think that would have been a, a, an outrage. However, he's been suspended now. He'll get fined as well. Josh Norman's not particularly happy with him though. No, he's really upset, and he he had a pretty good quote. And Chris, I need you to tell me whether would you like me to censor myself. Or would you like to censor me later when I no, hear this quote? No, You'll do it later? Okay. Yep. So what Norman basically had to say about Odell Beckham after the game was this, and I quote, F*** him. He's a bitch. Screw him and his entire setup. So it'd be fair to say he was a little bit rattled. He wasn't it. happy with him. Look, look, people who don't understand, that shot he put on him was called targeting, which is basically a rule to stop players leading with the crown of their helmet 
and trying to inflict pain, basically, on players purposely. When, when he was nowhere near the play. Nowhere, nowhere near, the, near play. the play. Now, he left his feet. If he'd broken Josh Norman's jaw, what knocked, if he just him, knocked out, him out, anything like that, what if he'd ended Josh Norman's season? He would have got a two-week suspension ending his season. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, the, it the cannot AFL do be too. tolerated. And the AFL do it as well. Yeah. It, it, it just can't be tolerated. He should have been suspended minimum two games for me. If they want to stamp that kind of behavior out, and people can say what they want about Josh Norman, he did not instigate it. And a lot of the time he was trying to avoid it. After that shot he took, he did go and retaliate. And do you know what? I think anyone else in the world would have yeah. as well. Let's just say he was lucky a couple of the big defensive linemen didn't get to him because they were coming. It was only the O-line protected Odell Beckham because he was scared. So yeah, he's, he, he's really lucky. It was really... And you, know, you can say you were frustrated and whatever and you didn't have a catch in the first half. He dropped that sitter, which should have been a touchdown in the first half. He got going in the second half and they moved him into the slot and got him off Norman. Off Norman, yeah. But you can't be a professional football player... And just lose your mind like that. I can't think the last person who lost their mind like that. Maybe when Finnegan and Andre Johnson went at each other. But that was both of them. Exactly. And it was, they were both instigating it. This was and Odell Beckham lost it. He lost the plot. He hurt his team. And ultimately, he cost them the game. Well, he gave because up they 45 a, yards in yeah, personal fouls. Yeah, he had three personal and fouls. And one of those is in the second half. When he'd apologize for his teammates in the locker room, said, I'll be better. Yeah. And he does and, it again. And even in the end of it, like he, he scored the game tying touchdown over Josh Norman. That was on Josh Norman. He pushed off Josh Norman on that play. I don't care what anyone says. He extended the arms. Now, in a, in a big moment like that, not a lot of the rest will call that. They'll never call that. And then the, the way that he stepped over Josh Norman just with utter disrespect, ah, oh, tell you what. Maybe it's an American thing. That just would not go by in Australia. Like, can you imagine, especially in something like the AFL, if someone did that, it would be on. So, look, okay, a lot of people... I've never been a big fan of Odell Beckham. I think he's a really good football player, and don't get me wrong, he's outstanding. He had a great one-handed catch once that we'll have to remember for the rest of our lives, unfortunately. He's had a few, actually. Yeah, he's, he's a superstar <laughs> player, but... That sort of behaviour will lose a lot of respect in this league. And, you know, he's going to be playing. These are his peers. He'll be playing against Josh Norman for a long time. So, And Josh Norman's in his head now. And, and he, he won that battle. I don't care what anyone says. He won that battle. So oh, Easily. Easily. Moving on, Randy Bullock hit a 40-yard field goal with 36 seconds left as the New York Jets kept the pressure on the Steelers and Kansas City in that wild card race with a 19-16 win over your Dallas Cowboys going back to last Saturday. Yeah, this, this was a while ago now. We've talked about it a few times. Look, really, I, I was torn because I think the Cowboys have got a real chance to get a top five pick this year, and they, they probably should come season end. If they can get a top five pick and add a really high-caliber player to their team uh, and then get Tony Romo back, it's like they could be so good next year. They, they could really set themselves up. So look, I'm not – but in the moment, I wanted him to win so badly. Because the young quarterback came in. Cassell was terrible. Did you see the interception he threw? Yeah. It was called a penalty for intentional grounding. On a pick. Because it was that far away from any receiver. It's never happened before. There's never been uh, intentional grounding. And it was. Do you know what? If, if, it was intentional grounding. He just turned. Don't you, though? Shit himself and threw it <laughs> straight to Darrell Revis. <laughs> Can we dial this back just a touch? Do you just cut the guy a break? Wave it off. He's just throwing a pick. Nah, just... Embarrassing. <laughs> How has that guy etched out a 10 year, 13, 12 year career, whatever he's had in the NFL? He hasn't had to play much. Look, it's disgraceful. Let's, the, the, stop, the, let's the stop talking about the 
crappy no, Cowboys and talk suck. about the Jets. Well, look, they're in the wild card race up they, to their ears. They don't suck. They're, and they kept all the pressure on. Probably the biggest surprise for me is the Amish rifle and how he's playing. And he he looks really good he every week. If he hadn't played well this week, they would have lost that game because the Cowboys' O-line and D-line dominated the Jets. So that's something they did really well. But when it came to, when it mattered, um, the young quarterback Moore threw a – and he's playing his first ever NFL time. Like he's never, yep. play, never even been – Never even been active for a game before. No, it's the first time. It's the first time he's ever been active. Um, he had some really good drives. He threw a red zone pick, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick, they were up by seven, the Cowboys, threw a red zone pick from the 10-yard line. They drove the field, tied it up. And then the Cowboys, like I, th- I thought Moore did a really good job to get the game-tying field goal. And again, Dan Bailey is... He has not missed a field goal over 50 yards this year. He's kicked seven. Seven for seven over 50 yards. That's incredible. I know, so I know a lot good. of those are inside, but... That's he's, still a. He's huge missed one number. field goal this year. It was blocked. Yeah, well, he that's, is not, not, that's not on him. No, he has not missed a field goal this yeah. year. His stats say he has, but he has. Quite hasn't. frankly, that shouldn't go against the kicker. I agree. There I should be another crap. column that's blocked. Yeah. So, look, that, that's really what I'm saying. The Jets, you know what? They're going to play the Patriots this week, though. Uh, I have a little. I have a prediction about the AFC players. We'll do it once we get through the games. I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll give it to you. But it's pretty interesting what I think is going to happen. Um, have you got and your the, little cool lead-in for the next game? I do. Ben Roethlisberger passed for 380 yards and three touchdowns as the Steelers rallied from behind at halftime to win 34-27 over the Denver Broncos. Antonio Brown had 16 catches for 189 yards and two scores. He is unstoppable and he is the best receiver in the NFL right now. Uh, yep. Absolutely agree with you. He's playing... It's scary how well he's playing. He, uh, This sounds silly, and of course he can be subject to put five guys on him, but one-on-one, even with the safety over the top, he is unstoppable. Yeah, no corner can stop him. No, he is Denver of the best show. two, probably the best two corners in the he league. He shredded them. Tlaib started on him and was just couldn't keep it. He was just too big. He, yeah, he's not fast and, enough. And Chris Harris, who was a really, really good corner and Worked really hard all day. He battled. He made a few good plays because they threw to him about 25 times. He made a few good plays, but he just could not stop him. The crossing routes they run, he's so quick out of his route. He's he's incredible. He's had his That was his 500th. His, he just beat his 500 mark for his career. He could break the all-time reception record. He's nowhere near halfway through his career. No, no, he's not. Because he, guys like he that, really they, he's... Always going to be around because a guy who can run routes like him, he could lose a couple of steps and still be able to get open in yeah, the Yeah, oh, he just moves a slot. Can you imagine him running in a Belichick style yep. offense? Exactly. He uh, would catch so many passes. He's. I think over the next handful of years, they'll take away his return duties, except for like a really big moment one. Yep. But that will extend his receiving career, and he could be. Absolutely anything. But we're, we're almost burying the lead here. The Broncos gave up a huge half time lead. And Roethlisberger, oh, sorry, Roethlisberger. Osweiler? Osweiler is only playing one half a game. Yeah, c- can we give him a little bit of defense, though? How many balls do they drop? A lot. Demiris Thomas is having, like his stats might say What's he's having a good him? year. His stats can say whatever they want. He's having an awful year, leading the league in drops comfortably, which is not a good thing to lead the league in. And Vernon Davis just has he forgotten how to catch? I think he's forgotten how to play football. He gets Actually, open. No, he can't because he keeps getting open. He gets open the all the time and just drops them. He dropped a touchdown today, which would have given them a thirty-five to seven lead. That was it. That would have been game. They wouldn't have lost from there. 
I I cannot believe Are the Bronco- Osweiler's copying it. Do you want me to just say my prediction now? Because it is about the Broncos. So right now you've got the Steelers, Kansas City, and the Jets fighting it out for uh, the wild cards. Yeah. Kansas City are only a game behind Denver right now. They're going to win the division? Denver go to the Bengals this week. Now, I know they've got AJ McCarron, but Denver, uh, they're struggling. If the Bengals can beat Denver, Kansas City, who already own the tiebreaker, will jump them for the division, which will make... Oh, you predicted that too, didn't you? And the Jets... Who could win out if they can? If the Jets can beat the Patriots, which I know is They're a long shot, it's a long shot, and the Pittsburgh can win out, which I think they will. Denver could potentially miss out on the playoffs, and the Jets, Pittsburgh, and Kansas City all make it. Do you, what I was coming to is, do you go to Manning? Was it any better with Manning? Yes, yeah, you do. That, yes, the, it was the answer better. is the answer is yes, you do. Do you do it this week? As soon as he's healthy, you go to him, but you give him a game, and if he struggles. Kubiak has to have the balls to go, okay, you know what? This isn't working. He has to have the balls to do it in a game. Yep. And well. and this is the problem. Against the Bengals, it's probably a good game to do it. But then I think they play something like the Jaguars the last week or someone really bad the last week. You don't want to bring Peyton back for that game, torture crummy defense and think, oh, yep, yeah, we're, we're set. Peyton's the guy. And then go with him for the playoffs when he's not better. So if... If Peyton can't play this week, I'd almost say we're, we're riding the Osweiler train. Broncos finish at Chargers. Sorry, they sorry they host, host Bengals, Bengals and then at and Chargers. then host Chargers. Host Chargers. So you don't want to put him out against the Chargers. They're an awful defense. So he, yeah, anyone you could start for the Denver Broncos and get a few touchdowns on them. I'm sure. <laughs> no, I can't. And I've seen you throw the ball. <laughs> so that's. What, I just don't think there's any. I think this is going to hurt them, the quarterback situation. Their defense is really good. DeMarcus Ware is doing his, you know, unfortunately late in his career, it's his common trait where he starts off really, really well. Well, all veterans and do that. just falls. Well, they, they just need to use him wiser early in the season. It's because they get beaten up. Yeah. It's hard to play this game for 16 weeks At when 35. you're old. Yeah. And it's just too hard. Now, you mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs here. They capitalize on a whole variety of miscues from the – Baltimore Ravens have just had an awful season, not really their fault with injuries. But it extends the Chiefs' winning streak to eight games, and they finished up winning 34-14. to 14. Yeah. Uh, it was a really strange game. Who do you think had more offensive yards? Oh, because you've asked, I'm going to guess the Ravens. The Ravens by about yeah. 20. So it was the turnovers that hurt them. Jimmy Clawson. Uh, How many teams has he played for now? Too many. Uh, he's was he a second round pick? He's a Notre Dame. I remember that. He, yeah, hang he, on, I'll grab it for he's you. He's not that good a football player, so that hurts. And they've lost. They're down to their third string quarterback. You know, not many teams. You'll look at it's the same situation as the Cowboys. They're missing uh, Forsett. They're they're starting running back. They're missing Steve Smith. They're starting receiver. They, they have nothing left. They have two rookie tight ends, who so they're the only thing that can get open on the team. So. Jimmy Clawson was drafted in the 2010 draft in the second round by the, the Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Yep. He was there for a couple of years. He was at the Bears for a couple of years. Now he's at Baltimore. Yep. And that's, this is where his career will end. I don't think anyone will re-sign him. I think he's been terrible. Pretty much. Russell Wilson, on the other hand, speaking of things that aren't terrible, has continued his record pace, throwing three more touchdown passes, two to Doug Baldwin as the Seahawks clinch a playoff spot for the fourth straight season with a 30-13 to win over the Cleveland Browns, who actually aren't as bad as that scoreline indicated. 
Johnny. But they just... He's got nothing to throw to. They should have had Johnny playing all season. Agreed. It is a disgrace that they haven't. He's better than McCown. By miles. And you're right. Their offensive line's pretty good. Running backs are terrible. Their offensive line will get better if you add a reasonable running back. All they need is a couple of receives. They can get Josh Gordon back next year. Now, that's the thing. I hope they can. I was having, Well, I brought this up with you um, on couple, Sunday night. Sunday, was it? Yeah. They own his rights. If, yeah. If he has sorted himself out in the last year, and I've got no idea if he had, I wouldn't have a clue. They need to lift his suspension. But the NFL will do that. Yeah. They'll lift the indefinite suspension. He can come back in. That provides an outstanding weapon on He's the outside. A, he was, remember, him and Antonio Brown, the last year he played, were like the two big young receivers. He was a gun. He led the league in receiving and receptions. And touchdowns that year. So he's a really, really good football player. If they can get him back, you've got the little... Um, who's the little slot receiver they've got? I'm slipping, he's slipping my mind. Either way, Benjamin. You've got Benjamin to play the slot. You maybe draft a receiver. We've all seen how good rookie receivers are lately. You draft a receiver maybe in the first round, maybe in the second round. They did the right thing last year. Danny Shelton looks really good on defense. He's been yeah, fine. Definitely. Cam Irving will probably start next year. And it's been unfair. They're giving him a bad grade this year as a rookie. He's barely played. Yeah. They drafted him into a team that didn't need him, really. Yeah. And the, and the other thing is you start building your team from a handful of positions. It's quarterback, left tackle, rush end, corner, yep. wide receiver. Exactly. If you've got those six pieces and they're all really good, you're probably going to be good. Yep. They've got a lot of those already. They're not that far away. And I said, Johnny played, that was that is one of the best defenses in the league, the best secondaries in the league he played against, and he did not look, he didn't play amazing, but I don't think that was all his fault. No. There's and a, he didn't look out of his depth. No, they're certainly more fun to, to play, but let's talk about the team who's let's actually going Seattle. somewhere this year. Yeah. Look, Russell Wilson has had 16 touchdowns and no interceptions in the past four games. That's losing is Jimmy massive. Graham helped them. That is massive. There's only two other quarterbacks that have done that. If you want to take a while, guess who they are? Cam Newton. No, not this year, ever. Oh. In this stretch. Dan Marino? No. Drew Brees? No. Yeah, yeah. Modern or like? Modern. Both, both in the league. Is one Tony Romo? No. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> Brady and Manning. So oh, Brady. Impre- oh, so I was right. Good- I said Brady. Did you? Yeah. I must have tuned it out because I wasn't listening. I said Cam Newton, Tom Brady. And you went, no. No, you just... Oh, oh did I just say Newton? I think whatever. I was thinking Brady. Let's move on. It's riveting radio. <laughs> it's a podcast, Richard, not radio. No. Go Seattle. Look. I wouldn't want to play them. No. Fifth seed, they will play the winner of the NFC East. They're going to go out to Washington. Cha-ching. Smash them. They'll win that. And then have Carolina. Then they're going Car- to Carolina. They will beat Carolina. Oh, gee, that's going to be a it's, good game. And then you're also going to have, if, if it all stays the same, you'll have Minnesota playing Green Bay in the wild card round. Don't they play each other in the last round as well? Yes. Oh, back to back. So uh, I think I think the way it works out, they'll play each other no matter what. It'll just be whether it's at Lambeau or Minnesota, which is huge for Minnesota. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's, it's actually huge for both of them. If, if you play at Lambeau, you rarely win. Although so, this year they lost twice there. Yeah, but you got Aaron Rodgers playoff game. I'm taking I'm taking the home oh, team. Oh yeah, I'm wrong with that. And so that that's that could be really interesting. What's the well, next game? All, we got? All, all the Seahawks. Um, Fans, don't worry. Quickly jump back on that bandwagon. It's heading in the right direction. The Wean Dog replaced injured quarterback TJ Yates late in the first half and threw a go-ahead touchdown pass to Jalen Strong, giving a Houston a 16-10 victory. Brandon Whedon doing something for Houston he couldn't do for Dallas. It's all still in Texas, though. Thoughts? Uh, I feel like you're trying to egg me into some sort of frustration or anger. Just a little bit. Look, I was actually happy for him. Because I, I said I, I was all for benching him when... We got Cassell. 
because I thought we needed a bit more of a veteran presence at quarterback. But then when Cassell struggled, I instantly said, go back to Wheaton. He was much better. So I'm glad he went and found a home. I'm a bit annoyed that he put up 10 points because the defense scored a touchdown. He puts up 10 points and they win the game. So it's a little bit annoying when he put up you know, 25 a couple of times for the Cowboys and they lost. But that, that that's life. He's probably going to earn himself a couple more years in the NFL. Oh, he'll be there for years. Who would have thunk that Brandon Whedon would be around longer than Trent Richardson? Oh, hey, good one. Um, Houston, first victory in Indianapolis in 14 times. They've gone that's, there. Have they ever I won that? Was that the first one that ever won there? Yeah. And they're in the division. Yes, they go there every once a year. year. So for 14 seasons, they haven't won in Indianapolis. That is an incredible... Now, I know Peyton Manning was there for a lot of them. But and they've an... been good the whole... But what, are the year the... what about the year the Colts went 1-15? and 15? Well, they clearly That lost. must have been the only game they won was against Houston in... At home. <laughs> At home. That's such a bad stat. However, I think Houston have wrapped that division up. I can't see. They play Jacksonville and Tennessee the last two weeks, which I know are division games, but Houston's defense. And I think when we were on, when we were on SCN on Sunday, we discussed we wanted, I said I wanted like a 12 0 game. It wasn't quite that, but it was the defense. Clowney again. He, yeah. I don't think he had a sack, but God, the pressure was yeah, just he puts a lot outstanding. Of on. He's so big. Just oh, couldn't. He's a great. I'm, I'm glad he's coming on because I, so I loved him in college. I'm glad and I'm for glad Houston because through. I feel like Houston have twice in their life, lifetime done the right thing. They took Mario Williams that year, and the only reason it didn't work out as well is because they let him leave in free agency, which was a dumb move, but it was a move they made because they were terrible and needed to rebuild. Yeah, and then taking Clowney was the right move because they didn't know what they had in these quarterbacks. He was the out-and-out best football player in the draft, and they did the right thing. I hope they get rewarded for that again. Speaking of quarterbacks, you're going to hear a crazy stat. Five times this season, Texas has had to replace their quarterback in-game. Brandon Whedon is their third-string quarterback. Yeah, it, it, I remember they had Mallet. So technically, from the start of the season, it was Hoyer. Mallet started, then they went to Hoyer, then no. back to Mallet. No, Hoyer won the Hoyer st- job. Hoyer got won the, the job. First got game. hurt. Went to Mal. Hoyer lost his job because he got hurt, which is yep. ridiculous. Went back to Hoyer. Mallet cracked the sooks. Got cut. Missed they bought in TJ Yates, who beat the Cincinnati Bengals for like the third time in his career. It's like the only team he's ever beaten. Then he gets hurt. Hoyer comes back in, plays well. They win. Comes out, gets concussed. TJ Yates comes in, hurts himself, and now Brandon Whedon comes in and wins wins a game for him. And they're going to the playoffs. And they're going to the playoffs. They've had four quarterbacks win games from this year. Ridiculous. Speaking of one that only needed, uh, sorry, speaking of a quarterback who only needed one this season, Kirk Cousins equals his career high with four touchdown passes. He also ran in a score, helping the Washington professional football team to consecutive wins for the first time in over a year. They stay atop of the NFC crappy East, rolling Buffalo 35 to 25. Uh, Washington going to win the East. I think it'll all come down to when they play the Eagles this week because they're they're seven and seven, and the Eagles. I'm just trying to find they're down the bottom because they got pumped by. Cardinals. They are six and eight. They're six. Oh, so they're they're two games up. No, they're they're one game up. So they they play each other this week. So there's if the Eagles can win this week, which I don't know. It's it's at Philadelphia, and when Kirk Cousins isn't nearly as good, and actually the whole team Washington isn't nearly aren't good as away good from home, away from home, and that's been something that's been around for a while now. Uh, yes, I think they'll win the division. I'm I'm, I'm rooting for him. I think it's great. I think the question I've I asked you before: What do you do with Kirk Cousins? Yeah, now? Th- that's the 
I reckon they should we'll, franchise well, tag him. We'll call it the $21 million question because that's about what the franchise tag will be. I think you tag him, see what he is, what he is next year. If he's not up to it, then you say, hey, you know, if he, if he has a bit of a... Because he had a pretty good year this year. If it's not as good, you can then go into the negotiations with, hey, you had one good year, one average year. Let's get, We'll give you this. You can get a lot more off it. And... Or you can sign into a long-term deal and you know end up with a crappy quarterback in a year with paying him all this money. Yeah, and that's that's the balancing act you have to play. You got to get I a Kaepernick night type deal with him, or even a um, Dalton Dalton type deal. That's what I mean. They're the same. They're team friendly. They're basically deals based on performance. Incentives. And that's yeah. what I'd say to him. I'm like, you've been good. Keep being good, and you'll get the money. And if and the thing is, he goes, "Oh, I've got no job security if I'm, you know, if it's like that in the NFL." But if you keep playing well, they're not going to cut you. And if you'd play, if you're a quarterback and you're yeah. playing. If you're a top ten quarterback, you're never going to get cut. Yeah. And then when your contract runs up, you get paid again, and they'll never cut you again. They just, it's like they're scared of backing themselves sometimes. The bit, the thing here is, is Kirk Cousins is in the driving seat because we've seen it this year. The backup quarterbacks around the league are god awful. They certainly are. They're awful. So he's got him over a barrel. And either way, he's going to get a good deal. What happens with RG three? You cut him. Cut him. He'll end up. You can't risk that sixteen. You cannot risk that sixteen million lighting up your cap next year. No, no. You you have to get rid. of him. He gets hurt in camp. You got to pay that. Just how dumb was their decision to to give him his fifth year option? Let's just quickly touch on the Bills. Their season's done now. I think I think it's mathematically that that eliminated them. I think they. That is so disappointing. Big we, we, we had, and uh, you know what the saddest thing is: the letdowns come from the defense, who were the number two defense last year but, and the most sacks in the NFL. But let's be a little careful. They are missing four starters, five starters on that defense who? from the start of the year. I've I've got the list. Let me find it. They are missing players. Okay. Well, I'll I'll move on to the next game. I'll talk quickly about the Jags Atlanta. You look for that. Um, not much to talk about. We were really disappointed. The Jags and. Blake Bortles leads the league in passes, pass completions of over 20 yards, which it just shows you he's just got to get a bit more consistent because he gets the big plays, but he just struggles keeping drives alive and, and actually putting them into scoring position a lot. You know, it's all well and good being really good at getting you know plays over 25 yards, but you need to do the little stuff well also. So that's really disappointing for them. Atlanta stay alive, but Minnesota basically just have to win this week, and I think they're playing Detroit off the top of my head. So realistically, they're going to go in and beat and beat them. Well, I'll just check. Minnesota are playing the Giants this week yeah. at Minnesota, so they it, should win that. It was a six-game losing streak. Julio scored for the first time in seven weeks. He had a good game. Like. What annoys me the most is you and I talked about this on Sunday. Um, we said Jacksonville losing this game would be such a Jacksonville yep. thing to, it, it to is. do. And they did it. It <laughs> was just what so annoying. It, 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 it's just unfortunately when the young and consistent team, it's what's going to happen. What you need to look forward to now is the future of Jacksonville. If you're a Jacksonville fan, which I don't know if there's many of you out there, especially not in Australia because they're not Seattle or the Patriots. <laughs> uh, but if, if you're a Jacksonville fan, you need to have hope. TJ Yeldon's looked really good. Luke Jokel at left tackle starting to play a lot better. They got Jeremy Parnell from Dallas at right tackle, who's been really solid. He hasn't he hasn't been a world beater, but he's been solid, which is what they haven't had. Their young def, um, safety, oh, I've his name. Their, their drafting is working out. Yeah, their D line's good. They're going to get their third well. pick in the draft back next year. 
fingers crossed he can come back and be a really good player because if they miss out on him being a superstar because he does his knee, I'll be so disappointed for them because he coming out of college, getting him at three was like a steal. Yes, bargain. So, yeah. look, Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown pass and Demarius Randall returned an interception for another score, helping Green Bay Packers beat the Oakland Raiders thirty to twenty on Sunday after they've clinched their record seventh straight playoff berth, but they haven't won the division yet. And I I think the division will come down. I think they'll win this week, and so will the Vikings. Packers have got... Oh, Packers got Cardinals this week. So, yeah, they, it will come down to the last game of the season because I think Cardinals will beat the Packers, which we'll get to in the game review. Hold the parade, Green Bay fans. Again, I said last week when they beat Dallas, they weren't that good. This was the same situation. If it wasn't for... On the very first pass of the game... Derek Carr threw a pick, which was taken back to the 10-yard line. Green Bay punched it in. Next next pass of the game, pick six. It was 14-zip before the game they even got going. So slow. And then it was actually... The, the Raiders took the lead 20-14 to 14 at one point. They missed an extra point. Again, God, kickers. It's a 30-yard kick. Well, no, it's your job. You know what annoys me? They changed this extra point thing. And now games... Are being decided are on being an extra decided point. decided by kickers. And that's... The, it's not... Yeah, it's not. Who cares? Let's not get into it because we we both agree. Just put it back. We don't need kickers deciding football games. No, we don't. Unless they're field goals. Yeah, which is to win games. That's fine. That's they're kickers. Extra points are supposed to be a token point you get. That's how it was. Either way, Derek Carr gave them that lead. They took the lead, and then they just Amari Cooper, who had his first player rookie in Raiders history to have a thousand yard season, wide receiver. And the first plate of a thousand yards since Randy Moss in two thousand five, so that's ten years without a thousand yeah. yard receiver. I, I think um, it's it's really exciting for them. He'd been a little quiet in the last couple of weeks, but he certainly came back this week. But on the other side of the ball, Cleo Max five sacks is the most in Raiders history since Howie Long in eighty three. If you want to take a longer streak, you've you've done your stuff. No, 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 you've done no it again. On. That was last it's week. It's coming. He's had nine sacks in the past three weeks. Uh, sorry, he's had nine sacks in the past three games yeah. to go along to put that all together. Together, yep. But you've got excitement on the offense. You've got excitement on the defense. Derek Carr's, he's their set at quarterback. Like you, you can go into an offseason for the first time in a long time not going, we need a quarterback. Yeah, because this year they weren't 100% sure. No, you're going into offseason going, we do not need to worry about a quarterback. We don't need to worry about receiver. Michael Crabtree... Talk about rejuvenating oh, a career. What a good signing. He, they've, and they've re-signed him now on a really good deal. A like, good deal for Crabtree. He's going to get about $7 million a year. But he's going to be a compliment. He's going to be a good veteran a good veteran option. If they can pick up a... a who's the receiver they've had playing now? He's number 10. I've forgotten his name. He's been playing really well the last couple of weeks. He dropped a touchdown catch in this game, which was really disappointing. I think his name's Wright. And Amari Cooper also dropped a big third down. I think it was third and seven from their own 40. So it would have put them into field goal range. He dropped that, which was disappointing. Um, other than that, though, just Green Seth Bay. Seth Roberts. Seth Roberts. Yeah, he's looked really good in the slot. So they've kind of, if they can find themselves a good receiving tight end, which, in saying that, Warford's looked really good as well. They just need to get their D backs fixed up. Quick shout out to Charles Woodson. Absolutely outstanding career. Announced he's going to retire at the end of the season. Hall of Famer. Oh, first, first ballot. ballot. Absolutely. In five years' time, we'll be in two, 2020, we'll be celebrating him which is scary. We'll be celebrating him as a Hall of Fame player. <laughs> Hopefully still doing this podcast with a lot more people listening. And, but great career. Only 
one other player, I've forgotten, I think it's Marcus Allen, the running back. Only one other player has had won a Heisman Trophy, defensive rookie of the uh, sorry rookie of the year. They didn't do offensive and defensive then. Rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, and a Super Bowl in their career. Only two people who have done it. He's one of them. Impressive career. Yep. Well, we're talking about um, the. NFC North will flip it over. Teddy Bridgewater threw a career-high four touchdowns and ran for another one as the Minnesota Vikings took a significant step towards clinching their spot in the playoffs with a 38-17 win over the Chicago Bears. We've been saying a lot about Teddy not-so-throws-a-vault. He was pretty good this weekend. He's had a couple of really good games in a row now. He played really well against Arizona. It was ruined by the strip fumble he had at the end when they were in field goal range, which was disappointing. And if they won that, it'd be a different storyline. Absolutely. We'd be saying, hey, how good was Teddy on that last drive? But they didn't win it. So that's the problem. But still, really impressive. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe he can turn it around. I'd still take Johnny Football over him, though. I stand by that. I think, oh, that was Sunday that I said that, so I'd take Johnny Football on him. How quickly can things change? Uh, Sunday, I was saying he was rubbish, he was going to hurt him, and now look at him. Yeah, God. You look good. It's tough being a media personality. Tom Brady threw for two touchdowns, helped the New England Patriots hold on to the top spot in the AFC, rolling a pretty ordinary Tennessee team, 33-16. But the bad news, Marcus Mariota got rolled up on. Probably missed the rest of the season. He's out for the year. has been announced. Uh, but, and they should. They should leave him out for the rest of the year. We Before we talk about... Because I don't think New England did anything to make us think anything different of New England. Well, That's they've lost more we players again. Hightower got injured. Amendola got banged up again. But They're just losing players. But it never seems to matter. Now, it might matter in the ultimate game, but it doesn't matter right now. No, they've, they've clinched the first round by. One of the things we, always, we talk about in the preseason with a rookie quarterback, he plays 16 games, the season's a success. Mariota won't play the 16. Where would you grade his season? Slightly behind, um, slightly behind Winston. I think they've made. I think not they've got tr- it right. Picking him was an absolutely right choice. Remember, there was a, they were going to trade for Philip Rivers, and yep. you look, Philip Rivers has probably had a worse season than Mariota, and uh, not all his fault. But you, not. you weigh it up. I think Mariota, like, he's been hit a lot this year. They need to improve that offensive line, which that's their next step now. They maybe sign a veteran free agent, get him in, draft a guy in the first round. They're, st- they're going to get a top five pick because they haven't had that good a year. Not often do you have a quarterback as a rookie have a really good year and not win a lot. So they're still going to add talent to him. I think it's outstanding. The receiving, the receivers are good. Um, Doriel Green Beckham, yes. he's coming on. And there's a bit of, about bit, bit of continuity with him now that he's yep. healthy, he's big, he's strong. They've got right. They've got some good players. They've got Delaney Walker, the tight end. He's been outstanding this year. Yeah. He's really gone under the radar. Him and Jordan Reed from the Redskins, oh, other than Gronk, rude. They've well, been the two best tight ends. Yeah, hands definitely. down. So that's really exciting. Let's move on. Patriots won. Yay. Let's move on. <laughs> Jeremy Hill ran in a pair of one-yard touchdowns to help AJ McCarron get his first career start and win. But it was over the pretty hapless San Francisco 49ers, 24-14. But the Bengals do clinch their fifth straight postseason berth. Yeah, and... Do you know what I was disappointed in this game from the Bengals? The running game? They, they can't run the ball. They cannot run the football. What has happened? I don't know. I actually went back, because we talked about this last week, and you caught me off guard. I didn't realize their running game was that bad. It's awful. So during the week, I went back. I watched this game on condensed. I watched a couple of the other ones on condensed. Their backs just hit the line and go nowhere. There are no holes is being Is it no holes, up. or is it their vision a bit nah, average? there are no holes. I'm, not, I'm honestly, you know when you see the handoff, you can tell from the the O-linemen and the way they motion out and the way they try and set their blocks up, you know roughly where the aiming point was. Yeah, yep. You, 
you know, you watch enough football, you get, you get okay, that's aimed at the tackle or it's aimed to be off tackle, whatever it is. I've no idea where their runs are meant to go. Yeah, they, they just, just get completely stuffed, and the guys on the edge pinch it all in. Yeah, I, I'm mystified. So hopefully they can clean that up because they're going to need that running game against Denver this week. Oh, one hundred percent. So look, as I said they took care of business. They had a pretty easy, easy game. Let's move on. Can I introduce this game because I'm so happy about go it. go for it? The Cardinals whip the Eagles. Please tell me this is the end of Chip Kelly, Richard. Uh, it's probably not. Carson Palmer did throw a touchdown. They were routed, the Eagles. It 40 was to 17. Close for the in the second quarter, and then bang, it was over. Did you get excited, excited by David Johnson replacing another Johnson to the tune of 187 yards and three touchdowns? I didn't because I was playing against him in fantasy football, but I was happy in the regards of. He looks really good. He's going to go in as their starter next year, and he could give them that little bump they need for the playoffs. He looks really, really good. The only bad thing to come out of this is Tyrone Matthews out for the year. We discussed this today. That is terrible for them. That could really, really, really hurt their season. He is by far their best defensive player. And that's not saying there's not no other good defensive players. Yeah, Patrick Peterson's, Peterson's a gun. Good, yep. Buchanan's a really good safety. They've had a good season, but he's kind of... Every team has the glue. Houston, it's J.J. Watt. Tyron Matthew, who I have all I've said all season long is second in defensive player of the year behind our man JJ. I it's just a really, really hard thing to look. And it was so inconspicuous. He picked the ball off, he went to yep. cut up field, bang. I thought he'd done his Achilles straight away. Yeah, as soon as I saw reacted. it, he just went down and he didn't look like he was in a ton of pain. So that's what made me think it's knee, because sometimes you just don't. You've done your knee, and sometimes yep. it hurts like hell. Sometimes, sometimes you're just like, oh, I think I'm fine. I'll get up. He got up and walked off, and then bang, torn ACL. Yeah, horrible news. Thanks for hanging with us. We know that was a very long newsroom. Let's get over to the betting corner. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. Give me my money back. As we welcome Chris back into the studio. Fellas, how are you? Great, mate. Now, it's not so uh, much of a good week for you boys this week. Richie, you had a phenomenal week last week. You kind of caught up. It was The game seemed to be over a couple of weeks ago, and then you just hit on a beautiful parlay bet last week. Parlay. Parlay bet. This week, neither of you did very well. I know you don't want to listen to this, but let's have a listen anyway. I have the Raiders to beat the Green Bay Packers at $2.34. I'll have $500 on them. Uh, the Browns. Still not very good, even though they're more fun to watch now with Johnny. They go all the way out to the Seahawks, where I expect them to get pretty much pumped. But I don't think they'll lose by 14.5 points. That's the line. I'll have $500 at $1.90. The Browns plus the 14.5. My second bet, I will take Detroit to beat the Saints at $2.33. The Broncos are playing the Steelers. The only reason I think I don't know if the Broncos actually can win this, but I think at $2.95 odds, that's just too long. I reckon they can go in there, bounce back after their loss last week. The Broncos are paying $2.95. Against the Steelers. So I'm taking the Broncos at $2.95, $500 to get the win over the Steelers. Wow, that's that's great odds. I didn't see that one. I'll have Atlanta to beat the Jaguars. This is my parlay bet, sorry. Okay. Thank you for specifying. Atlanta to beat the Jaguars and the game to be over 48.5 points. At $4.59, I'll have $500 on it. I think it'll be a shootout. Okay, uh, my parlay, 
I've got the Bears plus five against the Vikings. I've got the 49ers plus four against the Bengals. And I'm going to top it off with just a Patriots win. Just up the odds a bit for me. That's paying $4.06. I'll have 500 on it. So there we go. There's, there's the uh, the bets that you put on last week. Safe to say, Richie, that you can continue on your winning form from last week. JA, you hit one from three, so you're up from the week. We'll go through the numbers really quickly before we actually get into this week's bets. James, you started the week on 20,101. You missed on your first bet, missed on your third bet, so that's 1000 bucks down. But you hit on Detroit against the Saints at 233. You put 500 bucks on it. You won 1165 so you're 165 bucks up for the week. <laughs> so you're now 20266 Don't laugh. That's all right. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Richie? I'm down 1500 You're down 1500 <laughs> So you started off with 13238 You ended the week 11738 yep. Not as bad as you were, but uh, yeah. Not Tyron Matthew been. going down puts a bit of a dent in your Super Bowl bet as well. Don't you worry, I've got a counter for that coming up. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hedge it. New England? I'm going to start. The San Diego Chargers are going to the Oakland Raiders. This game now doesn't mean a whole lot for anybody. The Chargers, they're going to move. They're going to be the LA Chargers next year. They're paying 294 for the win. I reckon they can go up there and get that done. So I'll have 500 that the Chargers beat the Raiders. Fair enough. I will have... The Dallas Cowboys to go into Buffalo and win that game at $3.31. I think Buffalo are struggling. I think the Cowboys can go in there with the young quarterback more, run all over them, and hopefully get a, get a win. Cincinnati Bengals go to the Denver Broncos. They're paying two forty nine on the road. I'll have the Bengals to win. Bengals to win. <laughs> he did it. $500. I don't know if it's on purpose or not anymore. Nah, it's all mental, mate. <laughs> James, your next one? Uh, my second bet is the St. Louis Rams to go into Seattle and beat them at $7. Ooh. Okay. Now, that's big odds. And I know it's a long shot. Seattle are playing a, paying a dollar one, But they're a division rival, and they always play close games. So there's no reason why Seattle... They've just clinched the division. They probably might go in a little bit under Darn, not really caring. They're going to be the fifth seed no matter what. They go in there and, and possibly lose a game. Uh, possibly have Rams come in and lose a game. Now let's listen to Rich Bet on the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. Very good, but I've actually got two futures oh, bets. Okay. One, wow. I am taking the Steelers. They're paying $12 for the Super Bowl. I'll have $1,000 on that. A team that's not even in the playoffs yet. Correct. And I also have the Seattle Seahawks, who are paying $9 for the Super Bowl. I have $1,000 there as well. Wow. He's loading up because he just he needs that really? Super Bowl I win. need it so bad. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do? The week before the Super Bowl, the week before the Super Bowl I'm just going to bet on both teams so I win. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> You You're can't, better off. You can't catch me. Interesting. And do you know what? I'm going to bet on the line as well. So, sucker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you not. do that. I have my last bet. Your parlay. My parlay. I have Cincinnati Bengals. That's the Bengals with an E, Richard. It's not the band. To beat Denver. Denver with an E. Similar to Bengals, but a little bit different. At $2.49 and the game to be under 46 points. Perfect. Thank I, you, boys. Thanks, mate. Sorry, so I've, I've got to tell you the odds for that. They're $4.05. Oh. Thanks. How much are you putting in on it? 500 on all 500, beautiful. Thank you, boys. Bye. Thanks, mate. We now turn our attention to next week. There is only two weeks to go. 
We went so long early. This is going to be rapid fire. We're going to rapid fire. We've got about a minute for each game, right. not even. Washington at Eagles. Uh, I think Eagles will, will win that because Washington are terrible away from home. If they can win that, it means that they Eagles could win the last game of the season and Redskins lose and they get in. Redskins play Cowboys last game who have already beaten them. So, you know, it's possible. It certainly is. Steelers at Ravens. Huge. This is just a big game. Ravens are terrible, but Steelers need to keep winning. That's the bottom line. They they they, they need to win keep out. winning. And actually, we were wrong. They're actually the sixth seed at the moment. For some reason, the win over Denver gave them a conference record. So the Jets are now the sixth uh, seed. The sorry, the seventh seed. So that's a little bit different. We got Panthers at Falcons. Purely, can they stay undefeated? Oh, they met the Falcons two weeks ago and blew their doors off. Division games, though, you never know with a division game. They've also got Tampa Bay last week. In the last game, I, I kind of want them to go undefeated now. Oh, I do too. I, I think it's great. I think it'd yeah. be great for them. And you know, Cam Newton, Cam Newton annoys the hell out of me because he's so arrogant and over the top, and he just thinks he's the best thing in the world. But you know what? If I was Cam Newton, I'd probably think the same thing too. You'd be worse. Colts at Dolphins. Yeah, Colts have to win this game to stay alive. I reckon the Dolphins will get them. Colts I reckon the Dolphins are, are struggling. They're, they're terrible. I don't know if. Uh, Hasselbeck can get through a full game. Andrew Luck will not be coming back this week, 100%. He's getting, uh, Hasselbeck that is, is getting hit far too often. He's getting destroyed. It was the same thing that happened to Luck. Yeah, and yeah, the only difference is, Luck's not 41 years old. No. It's hard to play this game at this age. Is he 42? 42 years old. He had a birthday recently. No, no, I think he's almost 43. Oh my God. It's just, yeah, it's bad. I think the Dolphins will beat them. If that D-line gets going, they're in real trouble because their O-line's terrible. Texans at a... Mettenberger-led Titans. Texans will win that game. Their defense will be way too strong for them. Is that simple? Will J.J. That, Watt and Clowney going, it's too hard. Question with that notice. Will that clinch the division if they get that? If Colts lose, yes. Yeah. They're a game up on the Colts now. If Colts lose and they win, they're two That'll games up it. with one week to go. If not, if the if they lose and the Colts win, they'll be tied again. Last game will decide it. The fun to watch Cleveland Browns are going to the Red Hot Chiefs. No chance. Red Hot... To a point. Well, they didn't winning, play I mean. that. Yeah, they're winning. They've won eight in a row. So they're, they're winning a lot. They haven't played that many good teams. I know they've beaten Denver and Pittsburgh in that run, who are good teams, but that's about it. So, look, the way John, if you've got Johnny Football, I always think you have a chance to win. Yeah, me too. That's I, it. it's I don't just, know what that is. I don't know if it's my head telling me that. Something is telling me. It might be my heart, Richard. It might be my heart. I love you, Johnny. <laughs> should, Cowboys should have drafted him I still don't forgive him What he did to me earlier in the year um, In what is probably the game of the week The Packers Is this the Sunday night game? Have they flexed this? I'll check Packers are at the Cardinals Yeah, outstanding game Without Tyron Matthew I think this could be The Packers need to go in Go into Arizona And win this game To get their season back on track They win this They clinch the division uh, I think they will not do it I love the Cardinals I think they're a really good team uh, Packers defense had 20 points scored on by the Raiders, and the Raiders probably left 15 on the on the field. So that's my opinion. No, it's going to be a 4:25 game, which is an 8:30 kick here. The late game that got flexed is the Giants at Vikings. How good's no work next week? Holidays. I'm going to watch so many games. Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, let's talk about that next. Giants at Vikings. Vikings must win, have any chance at the division. A, a Giants are gone. Like they're two games behind Washington now. Surely they're elim- well. They're not eliminated. No, they're not eliminated. But but they have to win. Yeah, they're, they're in trouble. I think the Vikings will win. I said if Teddy Bridgewater plays well, the Vikings can beat anyone. He hasn't played well for a few weeks now, but he's played well the last. He played well um, on Sunday. 
So uh, I think, yeah, I think the Vikings will get them pretty easy. Let's go Rams, Rams at, at Seahawks. Seahawks. Division game, they're always tough. Rams beat them earlier in the year. I think Seattle are playing a lot better now. But the Rams have a really good defensive line and Seattle don't have a good offensive line. I don't think the Rams will beat them and they shouldn't beat them. But in division games, you never know. Yeah, I I can't see it. I think the Seahawks are going to wrap that up, which will mean if they do win that and the Cardinals um, lose. They can't catch the Cardinals, can they? I don't know. Cardinals are on 12 wins. They're 12 and 2. Hang on. So They're not, um, Seattle are only 9 wins. There's no way they can get them? No, nah, I, I don't think it's possible. i got it now. Seattle are 9 and 5. Arizona are 12 and 2. Arizona have clinched the division. Yep, they have too. And, and Seattle have clinched a wild card. Yep. So the, the only thing that can happen is Minnesota, who are 9 and 5 also, they could technically finish as the sixth seed and have to go to Green Bay instead of to NFC East. Yeah. That and you fifth want, seed you want will that, be coveted. Yeah, you want that too. Yeah, that, that's, like a, that's a bye week. You might as well, they, they could just they could just they could send in their backups and win that game. Just about uh, the only game we missed was the Patriots at Jets. Huge, huge game for the Jets. Jets have to win that game. They lose that and fall a game. I don't think Pittsburgh are going to lose another game, and I don't think Kansas City are going to lose another game. No. Easy schedules. And, and that's a huge game. I don't know if the Jets are playing well enough to get this defensively. Probably not, but. I said division games. Yeah, it's time of just, the year. You've got you division games, history. The Jets haven't beaten the Patriots for a long time. At some point, it's going to happen. The absolute last one to finish off is the Bengals go to the Broncos. The only thing, if, if it was Andy Dalton, I would be putting be all over thousands it. on the Bengals. But it's not. It's AJ McCarron. And they can't get the running game going. And the Broncos' defense is isn't as bad as the 49ers' defense. They're not going to be able to pass on the Broncos' defense as well as they did last week, which, let's be honest, was the only reason they beat the 49ers because AJ McCarron was able to get things going through the air. I really want the Bengals to win because, as I said before, I want the Broncos to drop out of the playoffs. I don't know why. I don't dislike them. I just think it's a really cool storyline with two weeks to go that a team that was... 9-0 and can miss out on playoffs. And there's always... And I picked Kansas City to win the division. Yeah, that should be awesome. There's... Always something funny and weird happens every year where somebody gets jumped some, or, or yeah. yeah. That, this could be it. There the is time. a real if the if the it's all going to come down to the Jets or Patriots. If they win, it could happen. And I'll be I'll be so excited about it. <laughs> that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha sixty five ninety four. You can follow me at Richard zero three. Until next week for James Arthur, for our producer Chris Tyler. I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au.